The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how brand interacts with the rest of your marketing and the rest of the world. Joining us is Emily Sikorsi and Justin Foster, who are the co-founders and the CEO and CRO of Root & River, which is an agency based on their belief that all great brands are spiritual experiences. Root & River works with high-conscious, mission-driven leaders who are committed to ethical businesses and marketing practices, and they facilitate mind-shifting, soul-stirring, and art-filled discovery brand process that becomes the bedrock from which all brands organically flow. And today, Emily and Justin and I are going to talk about humanistic marketing and brand activism. All right, here's my conversation with Justin Foster and Emily Socorsi, co-founders of Root & River. Emily, Justin, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having us, Ben. Thanks, Ben. How exciting to have you guys here. I'm really excited to talk about a couple of things that I love. One, branding, marketing, and also the real-world impact that the businesses that we operate have. Let's start off. You guys have an interesting take on building a brand on marketing. Let's talk a little bit about who you are and what you do. Give me the overview of what your company is about. So as you mentioned in your intro, we believe all great brands are spiritual experiences. And what's missing from a lot of brands is something that you can find right between your shoulders, which is heart and courage. So when a brand has the courage to tell the truth about who they are, they transform their brand into this mission. And that's where we cross paths with our clients. So we help them, these mission-driven leaders who are really intent on making an impact in their industry and in the world to uncover and articulate the words that they need to attract and repel the audiences that are either seeking them or that are not a fit for them. Then we help them, guide them, working typically with a chief marketing officer, a director of marketing, to roll that brand out internally first and then externally in the world. This is all using a practice that we call intrinsic branding. So Emily, thank you for the description of the company. The spiritual aspect of branding is something that I think is interesting. The operationalization of it seems to be challenging. Justin, tell me a little bit about how you think about execution when it comes to the spirituality of a brand. Thank you, Ben, for that. So we are a mixture, an interesting sort of alchemic mixture of spiritual and practical, which is how all art is created ultimately. So from a utilitarian or practical standpoint, 
we find our clients are struggling generally with three common things. And it kind of depends where they're at in the maturity of the business. But certainly the number one struggle that they have is they do not know how to articulate what makes them different and why they exist in the world. For many of our clients, they've been struggling with it maybe for 20 years, some of them, and they find us, we fix that. And we generally fix that in one day because we're not telling them what to say. We're guiding them on to say what's in their heart to the world. The second is around differentiation around category design. That's another area that we really specialize in as far as what conversation do you want to own in the marketplace? Instead of the classic positioning model, we very much believe in category design as the way to do that. That if you can't be number one or number two in your category, you create a new one and talk about the category. And then the third is the overall language component. So everything from what we call brand narrative, which is like the sourdough starter or the source code for the language of the brand, all the way out to the river of the brand that goes out. So that could be web copy. It could be upgrading proposal copy, depending on what kind of business model they are. But we believe that your brand is runs on language first. Before you get into tactics, before you get into infrastructure and amplification, you got to get the language right first. So Emily, I want to kick it back to you and ask a question about spirituality, because Justin, I appreciate the steps that you go through in making a brand description and and sort of the central thesis of a brand articulated to the external world. But the point and the thing that I think that makes you guys different from the other agencies that do branding is that concept of spirituality. And I think of spirituality I don't know. When the word makes me think of like religion or underlying beliefs, the mission, the purpose that you work on. And I think of business as something that is not necessarily sterile, but it is most of the time transactional. The world of business is changing. We're working with influencers, influencer technology. There's different ways to distribute your brand using technology, but it comes down to how you're getting your message out there. Talk to me about how you define and figure out what spirituality spirituality means for a business, not a person? Well, we would say that spirit is what moves business. Spirit is what creates business. Your spirit, your energy, your passion, your emotion, your feelings, whether or not from a business perspective, you like that or not, it is the truth. We as human beings, we pour ourselves into our work, into our roles, into businesses that we create. And that all comes from a place of emotion. And that is the deepest part of the brain. We are all driven by our motivators. And so when we say spirit and spirituality, that is like how you show up in the world. And that emanates from you. And we have created for hundreds of years, and certainly in the 20th century, this idea that it's separate from business. And our whole philosophy is, no, it's not. It's you as the person is one and the same. It is dovetailed inherently with who you are as a person. And what we haven't done is just pull the car over and figure out what it is that drives you on a deep root level, spiritual level, and how that is already showing up in your brand. So we don't do like, oh, how do you want to show up? It's like, no, what already exists within you? What has already powered this work or this business unto this point? And let's name it. Let's remove these barriers, these fake separators, dividers that we've inserted to try to keep things separate. And I think, you know, bringing up influencers, as you did, Ben, was a good way to show how much branding is changing and how much business is changing. Because influencers, it's all about relationships and it's all about personal connection. It's all about emotional connection. So back in the day before the MarTech podcast ate my consulting practice, 
I did a lot of brand development and my strategy was always interviewing the people at the organization to understand how they think about what the company does, who it is, what it's for, and then also doing a separate set of interviews with their customers. And essentially the brand is the overlap between those two parties. And I appreciate the personal approach to figuring out that spirituality or the central thesis, the mission, the purpose of the company. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. When you go through and you, you mentioned, you know, in a day, you can figure out a brand's point of differentiation. Walk me through more of the process of helping people have that sort of business spiritual enlightenment. The approach that we take is actually ancient. It's agrarian in its approach. Part of the reason for our name Root and River is that there's this organic or almost naturally occurring or natural law behind this. And so the best way to describe it is to look at it as like a flower or a tree and that beneath the surface is the brand's root system. So those interviews you were doing as you were getting the perceptions of the people that were part of the root system, how they felt about the brand. Those root systems of the brand are made up of beliefs. Beliefs inform behaviors. Beliefs inform mindset. Beliefs inform a lot of things. And so when you understand the root system of your brand, which the taproot of it is probably mission, but you include in that what do you believe in, and then you get standards out of it, which is a thing that's often overlooked in branding. Eventually, that pokes through the ground, and now you start to have the brand experience. And the first part of the brand experience, well, the two main components of brand experience are the language and the visuals, and then the feeling. And they don't talk about the language, and they don't talk about the visuals. Ultimately, the fruit of the brand is they talk about the feeling that that brand gave them. So when we say a brand is a spiritual experience, it is like that same, it should feel, your brand should feel like, wow, I just had this happen to me. And a lot of people, you know, customer experience, experience mapping, that's been around 15, 20 years but they're doing it from the wrong end of the tree that it really starts in the root system. And that's where the brands begin to die too. That's where the corruption kicks in or the atrophy kicks in. 
And when you have that in alignment, you have this vibrancy that then, which goes to one of our adages, which is a great brand solves a thousand business problems, that if you can produce fruit, which is followers and people that want your stuff, that solves so many different aspects of the business, as opposed to this external thing as branding is seen as an external thing that's kind of the outer packaging. When we got the business to run, forget about the brand. That's why we say everybody is in the branding department in a company. I appreciate the metaphor of growing a plant or a tree and how you have to start below the soil and sow the seeds and get it to grow. And your brand is essentially the public facing part is what's above the earth. But really, there's an equal amount of effort and cellular structure that's below the ground. I always use the metaphor of building a house. And to me, the brand is the foundation, right? Understanding who you are, understanding who your customers are, how you're articulating what you're about to them is the base of which all of your marketing activities are generated from. Without that, nothing else stands up. You're just putting sticks in mud. Emily, as you think about what differentiates brands, you're building that root structure, you're building the foundation of your house, you do want it to be a little different than what everybody else is doing. Talk to me about why differentiation is important and how do you achieve it? Absolutely. So nobody has to buy anything from anyone anymore and anyone can buy anything from anybody. So we're living in times where the market is very crowded. It's complete cacophony of noise. I would say that boldly. You'll never be able to differentiate on your product or your service unless it is truly revolutionary but most of us are not there. The most effective way to stand out is to speak a bold truth that is rooted in that root system, a belief, and tell the world what you believe, the change you want to create, and invite them into the mission, the experience of working with you to achieve that end. So that's really the best way to differentiate. Who you are is the thing that no one else can copy. It's completely unique. So the more of that that you can express succinctly and articulately in very little time and in very few words and without marketing bullshit and fluff, the more effective you're going to be at differentiating. And here's the bonus. It doesn't feel like selling. It doesn't even feel like marketing. It feels like saying the thing you've been wanting to say. So it has a flywheel effect for you energetically and marketing becomes a lot easier. So telling the truth about who you are and what your intent is and the type of business that you're running is the way to not be salesy. It's to be authentic. And if it's that simple, why aren't people doing this more? This is my view of it, having considered this question a lot over the last 18 years of doing this, is I think that many leaders, whether they're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, are suffering from an identity crisis. They do not know who they really are And therefore, the natural flow or the natural state of not knowing who you really are is to become something that is acceptable. So this is why you see businesses and business leaders, marketers, they're always casting about looking for something where they're, it's the sort of like, well, we're like the Apple of toothbrushes or the Uber of slippers or whatever. There's this struggle to articulate who they really are. And that identity crisis then produces a language crisis and a behavior crisis that people in our industry over the last 50, 70 years have said, well, you have a marketing problem. And we would say, no, you don't. You have very likely, I mean, you may have a marketing problem, but very likely what you have is that you have an existential crisis problem. You do not know who you are. And so you keep hiring ad agencies to tell you who you are with a slogan, which is about the worst way to do it and storyboards, and they come in in their black turtlenecks and tell you, and you're, you know, this is your brand. 
That's bullshit. Your brand is inside of you. Your brand is already inside of you. Your brand is the things that you believe. The brands are why you're doing this whole venture. That's what your brand is. And if you know what that is and you can attach it and remove that separateness that Emily was talking about, there's some congruence that comes out of that. And out of that comes confidence. And confidence is the ultimate attractant. It is the ultimate pheromone in branding. You know, I appreciate the approach of self-discovery and and digs back into the spirituality and kind of knowing thyself. And to me, that's one of the things that really matters the most today when you're trying to figure out what your marketing tactics, what your strategies should be. Part of it is has to come from an authentic place. It is easier today to launch a brand than it has ever been. It's easier to produce products. Marketing channels are more more accessible. It's even easier to get capital. And the problem is because there's so much saturation and because we're so oversaturated with advertising and demands for our attention, it is really, really important for consumers to have their guard up and to honestly smell the bullshit meter and understanding who you truly are and having an authentic sense of self and have that be reflected in your marketing is incredibly impactful. And we're going to talk more about how exactly to do that and to implement it in your marketing tactics tomorrow when we continue this conversation. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Emily Sikorsi and Justin Foster, the co-founders of Root & River. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, we're going to talk about Emily's and Justin's approach to intrinsic branding. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Emily and Justin, you can click on the link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Emily's Twitter handle is Emily at large, E-M-I-L-Y-A-T-L-A-R-G-E. And Justin's is Foster Thinking, F-O-S-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or you could visit their company's website, which is rootandriver.com, R-O-O-T-A-N-D-R-I-V-E-R.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.